0: You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative podcast with your hosts, Dee Wills,
1: and Rock and Adam Peterson.
0: Here we go. We're so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Episode 3 of The Classroom Collaborative. Back again, uh, I am Adam here, joined by my very, very good friend once again, Miss Dee Wills. How are you?
1: I am great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Like we say in every episode, it's just good to sit down and chat with you. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to see. I say it's good to see you because those of you listening, like we've mentioned before, we're on a video chat right now recording this for all of you. So I get to see Didi when we do I this know, too. I know,
1: I know. He's going to get sick of my face really no, fast. No, no.
0: <laughs> I love having your friendship and, and this ability to share our ideas. So never, never, never.
1: Same back at ya.
0: So well, today, you.
1: So today, today we're going to talk about those first few days of schools, right?
0: yeah most important days right when you're on the right foot
1: yeah and for many of you that's probably just around the corner or maybe even for some of you you've already had your first day of school um, by the time you listen to this depending on what time of the year that you're listening to this but we wanted to talk a little bit about what we um, had kind of like routines that we had in our classrooms to kind of make the most out of those first few days um, because it's you know that saying you never have the second chance to make a first impression well the same right. is true in your classroom so we want to make the most out of it
0: yeah and i think i think that that holds true for students and parents alike because mm-hmm. for a lot of a lot of us um this could be our first chance meeting the parents as well i know depending on the size of school you're in or the community you're in whether or not you've developed some great relationships with parents of siblings, uh, quite often you're getting some brand new, not just families to your school or students to your school, but families and people who have no idea who you are, despite the reputation you may have built. Mm-hmm. And, and you do, you have to put off that great first impression. And uh, yeah. I know you've got some great ideas of ways to connect the two, parents and students. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll share a couple of mine too, but why don't, why don't you start and share how you get that kicked off on the most positive foot possible?
1: Well, we got our student list um, usually about two weeks before school started. So that's when we found out who we were going to have in kindergarten. Uh, the other grades, um, they would usually get them by the end of the year. But for kindergarten, we didn't know until we knew. So we get the list. And, and I always sent out um, an email, or not an email, but a, a mail, like hardcore, old-fashioned mail.
0: People are like, what's that?
1: <laughs> I know. It's, you, there's this thing called a stamp, and you put it on. Um, anyhow, I would send, I would send out a letter to the parents is what I'm trying to say. Um, I sent out a letter, um, and I would just say, introduce myself, um, tell them a little bit about me and then invite them to email me back with some of the things that make their child, you know, special. And, you know, what are some of their likes, dislikes, fears, what makes them special, um, and you know, I would get about fifty percent of the parents get back to me with that, so that was that was helpful. And then I would also send a, a postcard to the student to say I'm really excited to be your teacher, um, and they've always seemed to like it. I think I think a lot of people do that, so it's not really unique. But um, you know, in kindergarten it might be more of a thing, um, but I think as as kids get older, it may not be happening. But Boy, wouldn't it be nice if it did? You know, the second grade, third grade, fifth grade teacher sends a note saying, hey, I'm really excited to spend this year with you. Um, I think that would be a nice touch.
0: It would. And I think directing that to the child is is the key factor there because parents get mail all the time mm-hmm. and, and could say, well, I got a letter from your teacher. But when I know my daughter's going to sixth grade and she still loves Getting just a simple little sort of postcard from someone, like our church sent out uh, a scavenger hunt thing. If you completed certain things during the sermon last week as a child, you could drop your name in a box. They sent her something like a, a magnet for the fridge, but she was, was so like excited. Cute. Like massive. it was just to get that directed towards her and not yeah. a letter to mom and dad for her. It was it was her so. I think that's great carrying it beyond kindergarten. Welcome to our classroom. And, and yeah. this is for you. I'm so excited to meet you and, and focus on the child. So that, that's a great idea. I would do something similar. I'd send out postcards to the kids uh, and then letters to parents as well, explaining some of the beginning of the year, You know, the, the stuff that kids don't care about. But uh, also just trying, like you said, to develop that, that first impression and let the parents know who you really are and, and why you do what you do. And, and that's a big one. I don't know if you made a letter like that, like where you shared a little bit about yourself.
1: I did, and you know i and I said to the parents what I believe in my heart is that i would I want to treat their child the way that I would want my own child be treated um, and then I try to back that up with my actions as the year goes on. so um I think that you know for ch- kindergarten there's some there's some parental anxiety i'm not mm-hmm. going to lie i mean i as a parent i knew that i was anxious when the perfect son went to kindergarten and and i know <laughs> that um, you know there's parents who can really have a hard time with that um and so if you could start to build that relationship with them from the beginning um then you work through that together versus you know not working through it together i had one parent who emailed me twice a day to check on her little girl and, and she was just really, really anxious. And, um, I would then try to, okay. Now, once you realize, okay, this is, this is the parents really anxious. Then I would try to say, Oh, she did have a great morning this morning. She did blah, blah, blah. I would send her that at recess time, a little quick note. Um, and then pretty soon she, she weaned herself off of that. We didn't need to do that every day. Um, and in fact, we got to the end of the year and she was so thankful that I put up with her, I guess, so to speak. Um, but I get it, you know, boy, wouldn't it be amazing if all parents were that concerned about the welfare of the right. child, Well, that would be, that'd be a good problem to have. That'd be a good problem.
0: Well, I, I think the, the, the best way to ease that anxiety, like you said, you would email it right back with, with technology, the way it is today, we can put those anxieties and those fears yes. at ease yes. super quickly and, and whether or not. All parents check their email or you use an app like Remind or, or another app or even, I know you've mentioned before, Didi, maybe you'll share a little about this, given your cell phone number out because parents uh-huh. are connected to that, right? So yeah. I, I had to put minds at ease uh, from day one, hour one. I would use my phone and I took as many pictures as possible of each kid or a group of kids. And, uh, I would send those to parents on day one. So when I sat down at lunch, Love that. I didn't, well, we all know we don't really sit down at lunch, yeah. but when I sat down, um, or I had a break or at the end of the day, I tried to do it during the day while the kids were not with their families and say, check it out. You know, um, Johnny's having the best day ever. He's doing great. Can't, I'm sure he can't wait to share it with you when you get home. And I'd send them a picture right away, whether it's through a text or a mind or an email and just let them know that everything is going to be all right. Mom and dad, it's not, yeah. it's nothing to worry yeah. about, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that we are in a, in a, in a position as a, an early childhood educator, you know, that there hasn't been a lot of experience for this child yet. And maybe their experience has been positive in the past. Maybe it hasn't, maybe they had a great preschool, maybe they didn't, maybe you're a first grade teacher or second grade teacher who is having a student who's, you know, perhaps hasn't had great experiences in the past. So um, I think we have to just almost be obnoxious in the way that we reach out (laughs) to parents and say, you know, not all of them want to know, not, not all of them are going to be engaged, but those who do, they, it'll serve you well. As I'm going to say, it'll serve you well because you will be having conversations with parents that may be difficult at times. Um, You're going to be asking them at times to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're going to be having to deliver news that may be, they have never heard before about their precious child, <laughs> right? And so you want to make sure that um, that relationship is built, not just with the child, but the parents as well. It it will make your life so much easier. And yes, I did hand out my email or not my email. Well, yes, my email, but my cell phone number. And people thought I was crazy. Um, but I never, I mean, I only had one time where I had one parent who made me question that practice, but everybody else... <laughs> They were very respectful of it. I had said to them, you know, I go to bed about 10 o'clock, so if you message me after that, I'm probably not going to see it till the next day. Um, If I don't pick up, that means that I'm, you know, I'm away from my cell phone, but leave a message, I'll get back to you. Um, So I didn't feel like I was tethered to them, Um, but I also felt like as a parent myself, if something had happened at school that they were being told about, like, Precious comes home and says something happened, um, and it doesn't sound quite right. I want to know, wait a minute, what, what happened in school? Um, I want to be able to call and, and be reassured versus worried. Um, because a worried parent, one is it's, nobody wants to be worried, but some parents worry and then it festers and then it becomes something bigger than what the issue is, so you know we don't want. I want my parents to call me. I don't want them to post on Facebook. That's basically right. it. I don't want them to vent. You know, we had um, a misunderstanding that happened while I was uh, I was away. Uh, so with the substitute, and so um, you know, she. I was at a conference, and I got a I got a phone call, and. And I reassured her, I, I don't know all the details. So I'm going to find out those details. I will get back to you. And you could just feel her go, ah, you know, like, okay, I don't have to be the pusher of this because my advocate, which is the teacher, is there for me. And that's that's really what we should be, you know, trying to try to put ourselves in that role if we can.
0: Right. And you taking that step is is such an important step because it is a two-way street. I, I So often people will approach me or I know Trisha gets asked a lot, like, how do you, how do you get so many parent volunteers or how do parents always respond to you? And it's because we took that initial step to do it first. So I think in doing so, like you reached out to that parent, that's going to make that parent want to help you out more, volunteer more, send stuff in more, whatever it may be when we, when we not just initialize those relationships, but we foster those relationships and build them uh, it, it makes for just a better year for everyone, not just the student or the parent, but for you as a teacher too, because we need those parents for support just as much as they do us.
1: Right. They could make your lives amazing as teachers (laughs) and they could make our lives really difficult. Um, I can, I can say, you know, I've had challenging parents, um, because they parented in a challenging way. Um, but I never had the battle. I've never had a battle with a parent. I've never had, um, my integrity called into question. You know, those things that I hear a lot of teachers have, I don't know why. Um, I'd like to think that something that I'm doing makes them feel like I'm part of the team and they're part of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I feel like that's it. I've had parents call upset You know, I had this one boy, and I think I told you the story before, Adam, but he was the youngest, and his um, older brother was in high school, okay? So he knew a lot. He knew a lot. (laughs) And so um, he was always saying things in the classroom that was completely inappropriate, like really hilarious but inappropriate, right? And so, but he had this way of saying it to that one child, you know, like whatever you do, don't say it to that one child. Right. And so I got a phone call from her dad and um, he said, I know you're going to take care of this, but I just want you to know that so-and-so said blah, blah, blah. And so, <laughs> You know, gosh, if I hadn't had his phone number, would he have called the principal? Maybe, right. maybe. I mean, I I probably would as a parent, if I didn't know how to get in touch with the teacher, I would call the person I did know how to get in touch with. So I don't know. It just, it just made it, I, and, you know, of course, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that happened. And absolutely, I'll take care of it. Do you want me to get back with you on, on how we solve this problem? He said, nope, nope, I just trust you. And that was all they needed to hear. I trust you'll take care of it. I'm like, awesome. So I got duct tape. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. But <laughs> Oh, my mercy.
0: That's good. No, but it's 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 true. And and I think a lot of people overlook the fact that parents want their children to feel comfortable while they're there, but they also want to feel comfortable themselves in talking to us. And if we can develop that open line of communication from the start, there there's no reason not to feel comfortable with the teacher. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think when you said you never really had the battle with a parent and and you wonder why some do, I I I don't I don't want to think this of the teacher, but I I really do think it deep down has to do with that initial conversation. Were you open enough to make that parent feel comfortable, not with you as a teacher, but with you as a person they could reach out to. Yes. And and that's huge. It really does set the stage for how your year is going to be.
1: Yeah, and and I know that there, you know, parents are dealing with lots of things in their lives, and and one of the things that I do know though is that you know mental illness is not just something that is something that we see on the street corners or in the doctor's offices, right? It it touches parents as well. So um, sometimes we get frustrated because of the way parents communicate with us, right? Um, But we don't always know what they're dealing with, just like just like they don't know what we're dealing with. But um, I always I try to. I try my hardest to listen first before I react. Now, thank goodness sometimes sometimes I'm really glad there's not like a little cartoon thought bubble above my head.
0: <laughs> I know, I knew that was coming because we've had that conversation before. <laughs>
1: my, my thought bubble in the cartoon is not always good, especially if I'm on an airplane, I'm just gonna say, if you see me on the airplane, you know what I'm thinking.
0: That's so- where I knew this was coming from, because <laughs> DD D- and I were stranded in the airport for gosh, like nine or 10 hours <laughs> last summer. And I felt like that conversation came up a lot where you said, thank goodness people can't see what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> we don't know what people are dealing with. We don't know if they, you know, some of the things that had happened. I had a, I had a student who was so hard, so hard and his dad was so hard um and uh if you could think of like the most challenging behavior you would see from a kindergartner that that's it okay um and his dad just was barely functional then he would come in the office and the the school um secretaries would want to hide because he was so belligerent he was so so hard. And now the kindergartner, he can't be on the bus. He can't do all these different things. He's lost so many privileges. And, you know, and I'm we're still at the beginning of the year. So we're trying to figure out how can we support him. And I remember talking to him and say, I just put my hand on him, on his arm, and I said, I can tell that you really love your child. And I said, I think he's a great boy, but we just need to figure out how to help him. And he just bawled. Here is this man that looks like you know, a burly, bearded, unshaved, unkempt kind of guy. And he just, he just said, I'm overwhelmed. And that was, that was all it took. Um, Was he easy to deal with? No. But did he come after me? No. I mean, he would be mad. He would be, he'd blow up, but it wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't, it wasn't about me. It was about the situation or whatever. Um, cause he just didn't have the skills to deal. Um, but it wasn't me against him. Um, we were in it together. Heaven help us the longest year of my life. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it could have been horrible. Um, if that relationship was what he had had with everybody else. Do you know what I mean?
0: That's just cause you're so awesome. Did wills?
1: That's because I yeah, sniff glue from yeah. time to time. No, okay, no. But I mean, you just you know, that relationship. I just say sometimes you have to put yourself aside. Sometimes, yes. Do you deserve to be yelled at? Never, never. But if we could just remove ourselves from that moment and say this person is yelling, and I'm in front of them, but he's not yelling at me, right? He doesn't know me. He doesn't know what I've done. He's upset, um, and if I can kind of diffuse that and now say, hey, listen, I'm gonna do everything I can to make this work for your child, for you, right? I, I'm do- These are the reasons why I'm doing, I guess sometimes when people come at you, it's easy to get defensive. And mm-hmm. I think what we have to do is, is listen first. Should our job be one where we're like a human punching bag? No, but we are the best chance for your, that child to be successful. Um, and so we want to make sure that we build that relationship if it's possible. Yeah. if yeah, possible. Listen,
0: listening, listening is a very powerful, powerful skill yeah. to have, and it, and it can do a lot. So, uh, let, let's turn the tables a little bit. We've now we've developed those parent relationships. Yes. We're, we're ready to go, ready to rock. And now we're welcoming all these brand new little mm-hmm. smiling faces to a classroom. And I know that you've got some wonderful ideas and I'll share what I've done in the past, but, uh,
1: yeah you start i've been been talking for a long time you start
0: all right so i'm gonna share two like if we can narrow down to one or two and and these are my top i guess giveaways of things i may have taken away from another teacher but have worked really really well to help my students feel welcome and that's the big one is, is is a quote that i have that i share all the time is what can i do to make my students feel like they're a part of something before they ever get there and so that when they walk through that door on the first day that they feel like they're part of something special because it's not my classroom. It's, it's our classroom. And I that's, that. that's what I put on the postcards that go home. Welcome to our classroom. I'm going to be your teacher. And, and what I do is our school does things a little bit different, I guess in a sense than, than most, I think a lot of schools do a, uh, maybe a parent orientation or a meeting of some sort, but this is the way ours works. So we do a parent orientation night where we as the teachers, our administration, um, all the way up to the school nurse. Everybody's at school for a couple hours the week before school starts, before kids arrive, uh, just kindergarten, not the whole staff, but just kindergarten. So we all get together and parents come, the kindergarten families, and we get to just kind of introduce ourselves. And the administration shares all the rules and policies and all the, you know, the have-tos of the school building. Our nurse shares policies and medical procedures, and then they get turned over to us, for about an hour, and all the parents of our brand new little kindergartners come to our classroom, and we just get to share about us. And it, it's not so much of a policies and procedures time, but more so this is where your child's gonna be for the next nine months, and this is this is who they get to see for the next nine months. And we just get to share us, and it's it's such a fun evening. I, I look forward to that every single year. And one thing I do, so, so that's to, to build a relationship uh-huh. with the parents, I guess, but to, to focus on children now, I request that all parents at that meeting bring a four by six photo of their child. And it has to be one that their child would recognize. And I, I throw those pictures. Oh, and I also make them put their child's name on the back because what I want to do is start linking faces with names so that when I meet those kids the first time I can call them by name. I love I want that, to know I them. love that. So I, I study those pictures then I throw them in cheap little dollar store picture frames and I put them on a shelf right inside my classroom door so that when the kids come on the very first day, after they see me and I can greet them by name, they walk into this brand new space that they've never been before and they see their picture there on a shelf. And, and right away you get those little ones that are like, wait a minute, that, 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 that's me. And I'm like, yeah, that's you, Chloe, welcome to our classroom. And when you can show a child that you know who they are and yeah. it's not about mom and dad and you're having a conversation, but you're directing all your attention at that person, they feel so much less invisible than they ever have in their lives. And uh, and then doesn't stop there. So I said one idea, but I got to share too, because I also asked parents for their child's favorite character, whether it be a video game, a movie, a TV show, whatever it may be. And on all of their personal things, their their cubby, their locker, uh, if you do desks, their nameplate, their chair, whatever it may be, and the room where they need to find their spot. Yeah, we forget so much times that we label things with names, and a lot of our kids can't can't read their name yet at, at this young age. So. Uh-huh. I put the child's favorite character on all of their, their labels. So I, love that. I say it, it it has worked so well. It's been so much fun. So I'll say, you know what, Chloe? It's so nice to meet you. Welcome to our classroom. Go find your cubby. And I could say, like, I think yours is the one with the picture of Fluttershy on it. And right away she's like, you know, it's my little ponies. What's going on? Right. So I've taken <laughs> I've taken their picture, their name, and now something about them, not just who they are, but something personal to them. And that really, I know that may seem small, but that little bit helps start the year off on the right foot because the child now feels not just he knows who I am, but he knows that I, I don't know, they feel so much more important.
1: Yeah. That you know who they are too. And what I, what I love about that is I think that, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, I love a beautiful classroom. I love have everything matchy matchy and everything look right. But that is something that, is way more important than things being color-coordinated. Way more Yeah, that important. was,
0: that was my way of saying that it was about them and not about me. Yes, you know, like yes. I want it to feel like home. I mean, kids feel most comfortable when they're in their home setting and in a comfortable setting. So Yes. make it and, – and please, listeners, don't take this as me trying to tell you that your matching classroom <laughs> is, is not great because it is. Um, but again, this is this just this, another thing idea, you could do yeah. that
1: would make it like it's matching – and awesome, right? Right,
0: yeah. And all I did to make this as simple on you teachers as possible, this wasn't me going out of my way too much. I made a Google Slides uh, document and I dropped in some clip art and color-coded it for the, the character that I did and I put the child's name on it. And And it was just an easy way to, to customize things but also make it feel welcoming. I guess that's the big word yeah. is make these kids feel as welcome as possible. I love
1: that, I love that. And you've done
0: something similar with, with pictures but not so yeah. much just of the child, right?
1: Right, so, well, I took... Um, on open house night we would have the parents come in with the child and so I would get my pictures of the child so I could have them you know you know in the pocket chart and all over the classroom but then I would also ask to have a photograph with their parents. So the child would pose with their parents. Um, And we always had like two nights before school starts. We had to run to to, uh, Walmart, get them developed. It was like really, really quick. But here's, this was not my idea, but um, Mrs. Smith, who was a master teacher, she said, get a picture of the child with the parents. That way you'll recognize the parents when you see them without the kids, because that that's kind of a problem. If you're in an area where you don't know people um, and now you're having a parent teacher conference or you're at, you know, you're at the grocery store and you run into a parent and they're talking to them about my, Oh, my daughter just loves you. And you're like, I just love her too. (laughs) Whoever she is. I'm sure I love her. So, you know, it's just a great way to kind of start connecting and getting to know parents and um, making it a little bit, easier instead of this guessing game of wait wait, who do you belong to? You <laughs> know, you're halfway through the parent teacher conference and you're like, Oh, you're so and so's parent. So uh I'm horrible about remembering names and that sort of thing. So I needed that crutch. That was one it's thing. The same I thing
0: with with students from other classrooms I run into students in like the grocery store of, of like you recognize a face maybe they're in a kindergarten class down the hall yeah and I've never used the word buddy or sweetie like more in my life than as a teacher like hey buddy how's it going hey or, chief. Hey, sweetheart like because oh you gosh. can't there's yeah. so many kids that know you and, and so many so You're many like, people in the oh, community she always calls
1: you. me honey and I'm like
0: yeah yeah
1: but I don't know what your name is unless you're I know we had like a hundred kindergartners in our building and we had some of the teachers. sheet they knew all of them right they knew me I'm like I'm doing good I know my kids I'm doing good so right but
0: I, I did pretty good with kindergarten names is the other grade levels because oh. we're, we're a smaller school but there are a lot of kids and yeah. and being the the only male in the elementary end yeah. a lot of people recognize you right yeah. I'm not saying anything as female teachers but all the time in public I hear hey Mr. P and I'm like oh hey dude how's it going Like, <laughs>
1: yeah but not only are you the only male but you like are like what a foot taller than most of the other teachers
0: yeah that's true I, I tower over everybody
1: <laughs> <laughs> you always make me feel small which I love for because I never feel small um, Stop. yeah um and the other thing that I like to do is during that open house period like you did it was a chance to talk to parents and and let them know you know, a little bit more about me, but I also wanted to make sure I reached out to them and, and reinforce the fact that I'm giving you my number for a reason. Do never worry at home. If you're worried about something, just call me. And again, I, I go through the whole, you know, how do you get in touch with me when I'll, I'll call you back, leave a message kind of thing. Um, but, and I, 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 I say it because I believe it. I believe it's much better than sitting them having things fester. Um, and then while I'm talking with parents, I'm having the students complete, um, a, uh, self portrait. And then, um, I put them in frames and we hang them around the classroom for the rest of the year. So it's, it's a really fun. And then when they come in the next day, uh, or for the first day of school, they have a picture of their family, um, on their desk with them. And then they see their self portrait along the wall. Some of them look like, their faces look like halibuts, right? Like their <laughs> eyes are right next to each other, like on one side of their face. Bless their hearts, but it doesn't matter. Like, okay, you're not – isn't that a halibut that does that? They have their eyes on one uh, side?
0: A, a halibut or a flounder? One of those. Maybe a
1: flounder. Yeah, I don't know. One of
0: they, those fish.
1: Like their <laughs> eyes like slid off their face. So Bless, but that's Okay. We'll get, it's we'll like get a
0: Picasso them. painting
1: exactly exactly but anyhow um that was just something that I like to do for just to kind of set the tone for the first day and then of course you know your first day school you have all these lesson plans and right you've got to get through them all right oh I'm gonna I'm gonna teach them the letter p or whatever no you're like you're in survival <laughs> mode the first day of school you are in survival if you didn't lose a child and you don't cry it's a win
0: yeah and I think that that's such a big because lesson plans at that point, what really, what is the point of writing down other than the fact that you might have get sick and have a sub, right? like right. I, I think we we need to remember to focus like that stuff's gonna come. this yeah. the stuff is going to get there. It's the substance of how you treat the first day that's going to have the more lasting impact. Mm-hmm. and then the other stuff will come as you teach it. but creating that welcome atmosphere and getting the kids to feel comfortable yeah. is, is going to be so much more beneficial than just trying to get right into the material, you know, and we always um, have this
1: pressure to get started. And I think if you just spend a few days to kind of, well, you you know, you got to figure out what the bathroom is. You got to figure out all these different things, right? How do we get to the lunch line? How do we get on and off the bus? What do we do on the playground? What do we do in the hall? So many things. Um, you know, I just like to, and we're going to have another episode of like some other things, like our favorite books for the first days of school. Um, but read lots of books. Um, I always got a writing sample the first day of school, always always get a writing sample. Um, other than that, hold on, enjoy the day. Make sure you have lots of things you could do because nothing's worse than having nothing to do. Um, but just, um, you know, enjoy the day. Let, let a few days go by. You'll get to the meat soon. You'll be, and you'll be in the meat for a long time. So let, (laughs) let the, uh, whatever that is. I don't even know why I use the expression meat. That actually sounds pretty good. That sounds kind (laughs) of gross. I,
0: I think we all get it—the okay. the, the meat, the potatoes, of the stuff you're going to do yes! all year long.
1: That's what I was trying to say.
0: I, I got it. I see. We, we think a lot alike there. And I, um, Trisha, my wife Trisha, said something in a, in a session recently about something like that. Like the kids, the, in the long term, if the kids aren't going to remember a worksheet that you did or whatever the lesson was on the first day, they're going to remember you, and they're going to remember the way you made them feel. Yeah. And, and then all that stuff is going to come easier. So that will get there like you said the meat and the potatoes of it will come but we got to start small and 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 make it make it something that's going to last
1: yes yes or if you're vegetarian the soybeans and the potatoes
0: (laughs) what was it that you ate in vegas the the that burger when we all got burgers you ate something
1: oh um um, oh, a falafel! Yeah, yeah, falafel. there you go. Yep. That,
0: that's that's the way to think about it. Yep. So the falafel
1: uh,
0: will come later. The falafel will come later. Well, I think that's a good spot to end. We've got the relationship started, and again, listeners, however you create those relationships, just just make sure that you do start the year as positive as possible for your little ones, and uh, check out the door and make it as fun as possible. I like your mentioning, mm-hmm. Didi, of of stuff for that first day. Maybe we'll do that in an episode coming up too. That's a great yeah. great thought.
1: Yeah. They'll just let's do that. So yeah, just um yeah, like you said, Adam, make that first day about them um building that relationship and it will make your year so much more rewarding for sure.
0: Great way to end. Thank you so much, Didi, for for helping us out and and thanks for the chat again.
1: Yay. I enjoyed it as always. We'll see you guys All- soon.
0: All right. Bye everybody.
1: Bye.